Hello, I am Avery or Hazel or Kylie. Just pick one, I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And I thought this was supposed to be a stealth mission. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to it is. welcome to From the Closet. Today, we are covering How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, it's about time we get to closing out this trilogy, because we started this trilogy with episode two. Very long ago. Yeah, and then like we Super did how to train ago. your it, we then we then did how to train your dragon two at as episode thirty one. That was back when we still spun the wheel at the end. Speaking of spinning the wheel, I'm gonna go do that right now. We haven't spun the wheel in so long. Well, it feels like it's been it's, so long. It's literally been like two weeks. Okay, and it landed on Love Simon. That's long. Interesting. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, uh, just to get this out of the way, I'm aware of Love Victor as a show. It that may cause struggles for us covering it, so we probably won't cover that for a while. And I have said before, but this is a podcast where I should say it. Um, we will cover the first Netflix show of How to Train Your Dragon. Anything else that they've released will not be counted. As I right. do not count that as good. Um, so before we you know, go further... Um, I should tell you, you can join us tomorrow for Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 1. You can join us next week for Love, Simon, and Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated Season 1. With all that out of the way, um, this podcast episode will contain spoilers for How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um... You have been warned. Spoilers starting in three, two, one. Hiccup and Astrid get married. I want okay. I want to say the best line in the movie, and just shows how insensitive Snot Loud is. Who died and made you chief? Yeah, that was. I was like, bruh. I just like how everyone else reacted. Like, ooh. Like, yeah, no. You don't you don't say shit like that. But um, okay, so right <laughs> away I I'm gonna throw this out there. Um This movie is better than two, not as good as one. But it's having a lot of that recently. But it still has its problems. Namely, um, mm -hmm. for one, I think the scenes uh, where they're like trying to build the relationship between Toothless and the Light Fury, they never name her. Um, I think those scenes drag on for far too long. And the other thing, yeah. I have no idea why mm -hmm. they don't suspect that. Um, like, why... Uh, Hiccup and Astrid and the other villagers 
don't suspect that the Light Fury could be, um, it could have anything to do with the person who is chasing them and trying to steal their dragons. It, it just seems weird that none of them are suspicious. Hmm. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, I, like, I, w I was thinking about it throughout the movie, and I'm like, why don't you suspect the Light Fury at all? I mean, not something that I, um... I don't know, I, I find that as more of a minor thing. I also totally called, um... No, I don't really find it minor, because Hiccup is supposed to be, like, brilliant, and he doesn't pick up on it. And then there are other people, there are so many people, surely at least somebody was suspicious. But, yeah, the other thing, uh, I was, I started to say something, and then I forgot what I was saying. Hmm. Fuck. I love how that happens. Um, I can't even go back and listen yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will actually state one of the biggest complaints. Well, actually, one of the biggest complaints that I see, and I don't actually think it's that justified, is the dragons leaving at the end. Now, I will definitely complain about the dragons leaving at the end, and then they continue making more um, drag How to Train Your Dragon content after that. Okay, I can understand like, why people... Sorry. Um, I can understand why people would complain about the dragons leaving at the end. Because it feels like a complete departure from what they were trying to do with the first two movies. Like... The whole thing is that they were trying to get the humans and the dragons to live peaceably with each other. And the messaging was very clear that, like, that was Hiccup's purpose. It was who he was. Um, hell, it, they weren't even that subtle about it. They outright stated it. Specifically, Hiccup's mm -hmm. mother outright stated it. It's kind of like how... Um, like, I, I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just saying that I can understand where people are coming from. Um, yeah. Because um, it, it's the same thing well, with... Personally, uh, it's the same thing with Toy Story 4. And I'm not going to hmm. spoil that here. If you've seen Toy Story 4 and seen any of the criticisms of know. it... Yeah. Like, if you know, you know. We're going to get to Toy um, Story 4 eventually. I bring it up, and I do understand... The criticism is valid. I don't agree. I don't feel the same way about it, though. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where people either... like It's it's a point of contention. People either see it as a good thing or they see it as a bad thing. It's also... Another big thing I see about this movie is, well... I want to say more of an underwhelming villain... And to that, I actually say the villain wasn't who you actually thought it was. It was Hiccup himself. 
No. I guess more of his self-doubt. Like, no. They, like, there's a character arc here of, like, Hiccup, like, learning to be confident with himself. But, like, really... No, the villain... Uh, the real villain is just the guy who's trying to kill Toothless. I guess villain is the wrong word. I mean, that's the point of where they focus with the movie. It's The plot is not with um, the villain. The villain is just, you know, an everyday occurrence that they have to face. And the plot is a Hiccup's um, realization that he can't do this forever. So, um, I finally remembered what I was starting to say earlier. Um, hmm. so I totally called very early on that we would see a very, very close call where either Toothless or the Light Fury was, like, about to die, and also Hiccup would be in danger at the same time. And there would be a really, like, like, there would be a choice, and that they would somehow both make it out of it anyway. That is, um, more of a cliche thing, but... And also, like, yeah. as soon as the word marriage was brought up, I was like, okay, yeah, Hiccup and Astrid are gonna get married at the end of the movie. I did not, however, expect to see them having kids at the end of the movie. Oh, right. I think I found one comment that I so far disagree with. Um, that the ending of the movie, you know, where Astrid and Hiccup and their kids go out to see Toothless defeats the entire point of Hiccup sending the dragons away. And I don't agree with that. <laughs> Mostly no, because of how much time has passed. Well, it's not just that. It's like, they're not implying that this, like, uh, uh, fuck, what's the word? They're not implying that this reunion, that's it, reunion. They're not implying that this reunion is a permanent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's probably what that commenter missed, was that this was not meant to be permanent. I'm just trying to figure out, like, any other common complaints with this movie. Because it was a very controversial, um, one. And honestly, I think I hit them all. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest problem is just how dumb, um, some of the characters just um, like I said, it, it doesn't make sense for anyone to not be suspicious. It really, really why. just doesn't. And then, um, okay, so I, I do want to briefly talk, touch on, um, that one character who gets captured or left behind, and then the way she gets out 
is by annoying her captors to death. Like, good lord, that is exactly the same thing I would do if I was ever kidnapped. <laughs> like, I constantly... Like, I have said that in the past multiple times, that that is how I would get out of a kidnapping. And I can't believe we actually fucking saw that in a film. That is hilarious. She's just so annoying that they just let her go. It's it's just um, too good. So, I actually want to uh, briefly touch about the TV show. As I don't think I've mentioned, the TV show takes place between How Junior Dragon 1 and 2, released after 2, and none of it was mentioned in 3. So as far as, like, movie watchers are concerned, it really doesn't matter. But, yeah, you actually Basic. have mentioned it a lot. Hmm. Um, it's actually a really good show and actually expands the personalities of the background characters like, um, Snotlout, the twins, even, even actually more deepens Astrid's and Hiccup's relationship. See, I think the, uh, Astrid and Hiccup relationship was probably the best aspect of this movie. Um, although, like... I don't know. I don't feel like we needed to have a marriage there. Um, it was just kind of... How do I put this? I don't feel like I watched these characters grow up enough to see them get married. It's like, you know... Mm -hmm. How to Train Your Dragon 1 to How to Train Your Dragon 2 was just kind of a snap and they're suddenly like... Going from, I don't know, 13 to 20? Yeah, they allowed the characters to age, and... They did the aging all at once, and it just didn't sit right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but they are very adorable together, and it's also a very healthy <laughs> relationship, which is something that Hiccup did not have with his father. Um... And, uh, this movie tries to, it, that's another thing I think I don't really like about this movie is that the movie kind of sort of tries to, um, make you think about Stoic in a more positive light, but he never, in my mind, he never really fully redeemed himself from the shit that he did in the first movie. It's not like he can redeem himself anymore. He's dead. Yeah, but still. Like... And, um, that, at that, least uh, from what I can pick up, he was still a great chief. Like, one of the best. See, I'm, I'm not saying that he can... It's... It goes back to my problem with How to Train Your Dragon 2. I think he died too soon. Um... Because he could have had a really, really great redemptive arc, and I felt like his character development was kind of speed ran a bit. Yeah, that actually, um, 
And a lot of these things actually does help when I think about the TV show. Because it really does just put a magnifying glass on what the events happen between one and two. I mean, and while I think it is canon to the actual sh to the actual movies, the way that everything ended, nothing actually needed to come back in three because, well, it just ended perfectly. Alright, I don't know when we're covering this TV show, but I will say we will be doing a retrospective on this series mm -hmm. after we cover this TV show. Um, and I don't feel like we need to include any of the newer TV show stuff in with it. Um, especially I since... I not want to. Especially since it's clear that all the newer stuff is just a cash grab. Um, mm -hmm. rather than something created out of, like, artistic desire. So yeah, that that's my stance on it. You will see a retrospective of this series. I don't know when, because I don't know when we're doing this TV show. We've got quite a lot of TV shows that it we're already have... committed to. Yeah, and this TV show does have uh, quite a few seasons to it, too, so... I remember waiting um, for Netflix to drop the new season and then just binging it all in like one to two days. Uh, you know, okay, so something else about this movie. We saw these like little tiny gold dragons. Do those hmm. have a name? Probably somewhere. <laughs> like... They do name a lot of the dragons, and they leave, like, lore pieces everywhere, and a lot of media that they produce, which is games, movies, TV shows, all, all of the... How can your dragon receive the works when it comes to media representation? Yeah, received a lot of cash grabs. Um... But yeah, uh, I, you know, when we go to the hidden, like, when we actually go to the hidden world, um, see, at first, everything's, like, really dark um, and gloomy, and I'm like, oh, oh, geez. And then they go through, like, a tunnel, and it, they come out, um, and, like, everything's bright, there's dragon eggs everywhere. And, like, lots of colors, and I'm like, yeah, I don't... Uh, if I was a human, I would not want to live here, because those bright colors <laughs> all the fucking time... No, thank you. But it was definitely a pretty moment. Yeah. Like, it's a nice moment to see it, like... Um, it's a nice moment to see it in the film, and I'm glad I watched the DVD, um, and didn't watch it on my tiny-ass phone screen. But yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I was literally thinking, I would not want to live here as a human. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, I almost forgot. And I forgot to mention my relationship to this movie. I remember I went to Fred Meyer 
and it was up by the DVD section, and then I saw it, and obviously it was new, but I needed it. And then that that same night, I popped it into my DVD player to watch it. Hmm. I really wish I saw it in theaters, but... Yeah, tonight was the first time I've watched this movie, um, for sure. And, like, I don't know, I, w- I was not predicting fr- just from seeing, like, the promotional material, like, the posters mm. and, the co- like, the DVD covers and shit. I was not predicting that this would be how the Light Fury is handled. And I gotta say, it's a little weird that it has a different name when it's the same species as Toothless, and it's just... Oh, it's not. Like, it, it's very... It is very clear that it's it is not. in the movie. No, because um, you remember his children? Completely different. It's uh, more of a mixture. The children literally showed some were completely all black and some were completely all white. Like, that to me signaled that, oh, the black ones are male, the white ones are female. And they're the same species, and that's just gender dimorphism. Yeah, they actually did confirm uh, the reason because of that is um, they're just two completely different species. When and where? Um, I don't remember, but I, you should know I uh, listened to watch a lot of promotional material. So I'm gonna take a stab at maybe the um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 bonus content. Okay, so I hate to burst your bubble here. Um, that's not how biology works. <laughs> this is a made-up film. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, it it does not... It, it doesn't track that, like, their kids are one species or the other and not some totally new species that's a hybrid when they very clearly look entirely, entirely like either their mom or their dad and not a mixture. Oh, you mean these mixtures of, um, because none of them are completely white and none of them are completely black. I literally just watched the movie and they were. (laughs) I'm actually pulling up images between all of them. Um, one of them is more white than the others, but the ears are black, the um, little strip is. One of them is a bit more white, um bit more black, but the feet are white, and uh, some of the scales are. And the middle one is, has a white uh, stomach and black back. Okay, well if this is the case, then they always showed them way too far away for you to notice that. Because when I was watching it on the DVD, I was literally two feet away from my TV screen, and they looked completely white or completely black. Yeah, 
they are um, a mixture. If they wanted to have some kind of lore like that, they should have, like, they really should have just made it more apparent. Um, honestly. Probably, yeah. I think I remember that watching when I first watched it. How that they were completely different. Also that they were completely adorable. Could be wrong. I have bad memory, so... Another thing, too, like, okay, this was pointed out in the Cinema Therapy video, um, hmm. uh, on the first two movies, but, like, pretty much every animated movie with a fictionalized, like, creature kind of suffers from this, but, um, it, it's true for the How to Train Your Dragon franchise, too. It's got the everything's a dog, um thing going. Yeah. Like, almost every fantastical creature in any animated movie um, pretty much acts like a dog a lot of the time. Because, and I know it's just because that's what people are familiar with, but, like, maybe it'd be nice to see something kind of original. Um, like, a completely different way of behaving. Um, because in, like, in the real world, like, not all animals behave like dogs. In fact, most of them don't. It's true, but my only counterpoint is that because of this, the dragons are fucking adorable. Even the ones that spit acid... Yes. I wouldn't want to own them. I'd probably stand, like, ten feet away, but... Just ten feet? Okay, probably farther. <laughs> yeah, probably way farther. Yeah, I would hope you would stand far farther away. I'd hope you'd have some common sense. <laughs> but, yeah, um... Let's see... Okay, so the score... Uh, okay, I, I definitely think the score in this movie is good, but it didn't feel hmm. nearly as good as the first two movies. I think I've always, I always love the music in um, Hot Trainer Dragon. Especially the intro. Then again, I don't really think that changes much. Um, the animation, once again... Still really fantastic. Um, amazing lighting as usual. I have to say, that moment when uh, Toothless <laughs> uh, shot his, like, fire beam out and then flew through it and then looked back at his tail and saw, oh, it's not burnt, and then he did it again, and, and I was just like, I wouldn't keep testing that. <laughs> like I literally said it out loud I was like I would not keep testing that and I was hoping to god he didn't keep going and then like end up with a hole in it and 
you know, some kind of tragedy nearly happen. Didn't Hiccup say that, um, is fireproof? You can say something's fireproof, but that's... Didn't also the same person literally walk through fire with his fireproof armor? So he would know was fireproof? You can say something's fireproof, but nothing is ever truly fireproof. A lot of it, 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 it depends on the heat of the fire and time. Just like nothing is ever truly bulletproof, you can shoot, if you shoot enough bullets, eventually one of them will go through. Hmm. Yeah, this is... I said it before, this is my favorite movie series of all time. If, if, it feels weird to wrap up at least the trilogy. And, like, we're pretty much, like, at some point we're going to be done with this franchise. Um... <laughs> And I think that would be the first... I wish DreamWorks was... I wish DreamWorks would just be done with the franchise as well. Yeah, like, come on, DreamWorks. Let a good thing end while it's still good. I think it's... You know, I mean, that's a thing that... Um, a lot of movie studios and even, like, TV studios completely miss. Like... Spongebob could have ended when it was still good, and I don't think we would have um, nearly as many people hating on Spongebob um, as we do these days. Um, and then, of course, we have the Fairly Odd Parents revival, which... Oh, God. Yeah. The iCarly revival is at least good, but... I also stopped watching it. Mainly because I just got busy and had a bunch of other stuff to watch and um, I have a lot of projects going on for this for my main YouTube channel um, including um, a certain thing that I teased yet in yet uh, not yesterday's episode fuck in the last episode we recorded which would have released last week yeah um i teased it it's still in the works i'm hopefully going to be i'm hopefully going to be starting recording for it tomorrow so look forward to that back on our main topic don't get me started on illumination they had a good thing going with um despicable me they ruined it. They ruined they it as soon as they made it two. <laughs> they no, they put it six feet under, and then dig that up and felt that um, six feet just wasn't deep enough. I mean, it's like 
Okay, I didn't even think Despicable Me 1 was that great. But, like, I'm known for shitting on Illumination because I think they are the worst animation studio in the business right now. Um, like, I, I think they're worse than Sony, and, and Sony's produced works such as Open Season. So, um, and I have seen someone not defend their movies, but defend the studio. Because, well, their movie studio is basically dumb humor that families can laugh at and just turn off their brains. They mastered that. See, Hell, my family loves, um, you know, the minions because... uh, that's that's the audience. They're aiming at parents. They're aiming at young kids. To me, what their studio looks like is let's hire big name actors, or not even just necessarily big name actors, big name celebrities, um, to play roles in our movie that doesn't really have a, a good story at all. Um, because you can't really argue any of their movies have a good story at all, except for the ones that they didn't write, like the Lorax. They didn't write the Lorax. Dr. Seuss wrote the Lorax. Um, I think they did write the, most of the plot for the Lorax. Yeah, but, like, the whole point is, like, they don't really have good stories behind them. Um, and they're betting... Uh, and their animation is typically not nearly as good compared to um, what we see with DreamWorks or Walt Disney Animation Studios or with Pixar. You don't have these amazingly beautifully animated scenes in Illumination movies that we see in works like WALL-E and... Um, Fucking the How to Train Your the How to Train Your Dragon series, and for some reason I'm not thinking of a Walt Disney Animation Studios movie that had a beautifully animated scene, and I don't know why I can't think of one. (laughs) I mean, you have like Tangled. Yeah, but like Tangled doesn't have any shots really that are meant to truly take your breath away. Except, I guess, when the lanterns first take off. But, like... Yeah, you know, it was, I was just thinking about the lanterns. But, like... I don't want to use that as my example, because it's an example from 2010. Um, and, like, <laughs> they definitely have made something more visually stunning since then, because it's been 12 years. I just can't think of anything right now, because my brain is stupid. Well, it exists, and it's better than uh, anything Illumination's done. You just have to trust us. Yeah, yeah that's that's my point. Um, and, uh, yeah, usually celebrity voice acting to pull in um, ticket sales, really. Uh, like, using people, like, literally using Taylor Swift. Um, But the big thing to take away from all of this is that you can't win. You cannot win because Illumination has found their audience. 
And no matter how much you tell them that these are trash movies, they're going to be like, but um, funny banana man, go fart. Yeah, because, like, okay, people, I, I have made my peace with the fact that the general audience has no idea what a good movie is or what a bad movie is. All right, there are people who defend uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Why couldn't I think of the name at first? That movie is a bad movie with a nonsensical plot and shitty visuals. And yet, it is loved by thousands of people. And I think mainly it's nostalgia. And then parents loved it because their kids shut up for a few hours. Have you ever... Okay. In your life, have you ever seen someone try to defend the um, Percy Jackson movie? Yes. I can't even think. Literally, my older sister. Because she doesn't read. Really? Fair enough. Granted, she's given up because both, uh, because me, my younger sister, and our father all disagree <laughs> with her. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, three against one, honey. But yeah, like she doesn't understand what a good movie is and what a bad one is. Um, although sometimes she will call something, um, a lot sooner than I'll call it. Like, uh, because, hmm. like, I often will watch a new movie, um, and my hype for watching it, um, like, before going into it, will elevate my opinion of the movie for a while, before I'm able to come back down and think critically about it. So, like, I, one of the situations where this happened was Incredibles 2. Um, where, like, as soon as I watched it in the theater, I said it was as good as the first one. And now, now I'm nowhere near that. Now I'd say Incredibles 2 is in the bottom half of Pixar movies, which still leaves it as good. <laughs> Because it's Pixar, but and well, the thing about rating movies is that we, as humans, are fairly subjective. Um, nostalgia, like you play a game, it's your first game. You'll probably think very highly of it, other than like your fiftieth, because that your first something would probably set the baseline for all other things. See, and that baseline could change it, but a lot of the time, you still hold a lot of the things with joy. See, the funny thing is, um, that's usually not true with me. Um, like, my first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time. I can't stand playing vanilla Ocarina of Time. I hate it. I mean, there is always exceptions. Yeah. 
And then, like, my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Ruby. I don't like Hoenn games at all. Um, <laughs> and, like, I truthfully didn't like Pokemon until I played uh, Explorers of Time. I think one of the bigger things is that how I played... Actually, my first Pokemon game was Gates to Infinity. And while everyone says that's the worst... I will still defend it and say there is still some value to it. And it is not better than Super Mystery Dungeon, which is uh, pissed me off more than five times. <laughs> well, that was a very small number. Um, I disagree with you. I do think Super Mystery Dungeon is better. Um, if at least on the story aspects. Um and the only reason I plan on 100%ing Super is because it's easy to um, see like the progress I'm getting. But anyway, we are getting so far off topic, and holy shit, this is over 40 minutes. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about critic ratings now. Fucking hell. Yeah, really good, good idea, really. Yeah. Because uh, we need to draw this to a close. Alright, so IMDb gives this movie a 7.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90%. Common Sense Media gives it a 3 out of 5. And then 85% of Google users liked this movie. Now before we get into our ratings, I want to give... Um, I want to re reiterate the ratings that Lily and I gave the first two movies. Perfect. I was going to ask you if you um, went back. So, for the first movie, Lily gave it a 9.0. And then I initially gave it, gave it a 7.3. But then in our uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 episode, I updated that score to 8.2. Hmm. And then for How, How to Train Your Dragon 2? Then for How to Train Your Dragon 2... Um, Lily gave it an 8.8, .8, and then I gave it an 8.0. Hmm. I think, and you said how you felt about the movie, uh, as it stands to others, I think this is the perfect movie to close out the series. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm actually going to rate it higher than the first one. Um, but not by much. So, seven, uh, wait, what? No, not seven. Nine point two. <laughs> yeah, well, since I have already, like, blatantly stated, I think that this movie is better than two, but not as good as one, um, aside from the animation, because obviously the animation will have improved since 2010. Um, but since I rated... Like, since I rated 2 8.0, and since I rated 1 8.2, the only thing I can rate this movie is 8.1. Wow, you really had your hands tied in that rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, uh, before we go... Join us next. Uh, bleh, join us tomorrow.
for Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 1. Join us next week for Love, Simon, and Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated Season 1. And with that being said, um, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and no need to kill us, we're friends.